Good afternoon. Welcome to Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read Attorney General Opinion Number JM-097. Friends, we're going to discuss something here that makes a difference in the world. So get your mind ready to focus on the First Amendment and anti-obscenity. These Attorney General letters involve government agencies and representatives asking the opinion of the Attorney General on legal matters. How should we proceed here? What are the ramifications of this? Things of that nature. So it makes me wonder, why do they write to the Attorney General instead of doing the research themselves? Little old me here researches these cases. So I could almost write them. I'm not saying I would, but if you do the research, you could find out these answers to themselves. It reminds me of people who who contact business podcasts about a pressing business question. They say, should I form this type of business or that type of business? Should I advertise here or there? And then they wait to get the response. If it's a big podcast, there's a likelihood it's not going to respond at all. And if they do, it can come many months later. So what do you do in the meantime? Government agencies may not have such an urgency to act, but they also might. So let's read what happened here. What are they trying to figure out? I got this idea from reading the Attorney General opinions from Nolo's book, Legal Research, How to Find and Understand the Law. So it says, quote, Dear Mr. Chapman, Section 4323F of the Penal Code states as follows, A person who possesses six or more obscene devices or identical or similar obscene articles is presumed to possess them with intent to promote the same. Definitions of promote and obscene device are given in subsections 4321A5 and 7 of the Penal Code. You inform us that you question the constitutionality of this presumption and you ask the following question. Is subsection F of section 4323 void because it encourages arbitrary discriminatory enforcement and could not be sustained under constitutional scrutiny? End quote. I do like that question. We don't want law enforcement to be arbitrary or discriminatory. So it's good that they have vigilance about that. He continues. It says, quote, because you doubt the constitutionality of this provision, you are reluctant to make the charging decision on a matter that has arisen in, arisen in Hayes County. You present a situation in which a person kept in his home devices, videotapes, and magazines that probably would be considered obscene. These items, more than six in number, were seized pursuant to a search warrant. You state that there appears to be no direct timely documentation or proof that the person possessed the items with intent to promote them. The state is left with a statutory presumption of intent to promote if it wishes to charge a person with the Class A misdemeanor prescribed by subsection 4323C of the Penal Code. We assume that more than six obscene devices are, as defined in subsection 4321A7, were found since the presumption only applies only to devices and not to obscene materials or combination of obscene devices and materials. See Penal Code 4323A12, defining obscene and material, end quote. Look at that, my friends. It looks like they have a weak case. 
if there's that much hesitancy. I don't know how long it takes the Attorney General to get back to these people, but how long would they wait for such a case? If it's a misdemeanor case, although Class A misdemeanor is the most severe misdemeanor in Texas, it still is probably not going to make or break anyone's career. If it was a felony capital case that has national attention, then that would break, make or break someone's career. Thus, the Attorney General here cites these court cases, and these are court cases that we have discussed in our podcast before. So I don't understand why they can't do the research themselves. Maybe part of the motivation to get these opinions is to make sure that it's certified. Because the Attorney General says it's true, therefore I have good rationality to do it. And therefore, this is like a stamp of approval for my actions. Or lack thereof. So ultimately, he says the following, quote, whether or not it can be constitutionally applied in your case requires an evaluation of the evidence of the case, which cannot be done in the opinion process. It is within your responsibility as criminal district attorney to evaluate, evaluate the evidence and the role that the presumption would have in this case. If you doubt that the individual has committed an offense for which he can be constitutionally punished, you certainly do not have to charge him. End quote. Yes. It sounds like here that would be a wise option. We don't have all the information of this particular case, but they're asking this question. There is some great doubt involved. And you have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that someone did something. So therefore this case probably wouldn't do too well in the courtroom. So I hope they didn't charge this individual. Unfortunately, we don't have access to what happened next. But let's pray this individual is not charged because we don't like people being charged under obscenity laws for petty things or for anything. So let us learn about cases so we don't have to write Attorney General letters so we can understand it for ourselves rather than have the Attorney General regurgitate material and tell us what these decisions said. We can read the decisions ourselves like we've been doing in this podcast. So let's get inspired to do the right thing. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.